0: Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how steamy it is. <laughs> yeah. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Steven and I just want to share uh. Yeah, I want to expand on that just quickly, because the real man. Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talks. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show, where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every hour here at 10 a.m. It is an honor to be on the air this morning, and I am so excited about our topic of discussion today, as well as the gentleman in the studio who's going to help facilitate this discussion with me. I, I am just in, in awe about what we are about to share. But before doing so, let me just share... Tell you that if you missed the seminar last week, raising feathers, Sons, you really did yourself a disservice. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome um, presentation that we had with the dancers and the speakers on the panel. Great dialogue, great information shared. I'm so proud that we were able to do that. I, I say that because I want you to visit the the page as people are commenting about their experiences, and we're hoping to do something like that, um, similar, something similar like that, again, in, in the Atlanta area. But bringing forth this morning is a conversation that is has probably been had before, but never on, on the air in this capacity, never on this show. Black lives matter, and they do matter. And, and the more I research this topic and look into it, I find that it's not just a movement, but it's really a call to action. We've got to get involved. We've got to have conversations about these kinds of things. If we don't change it, who's going to change it? I believe in the theory of each one each one. So we've got to pour into our community as much as we can, as often as we can to try to empower our black people. Uh, Our youth people who are looking up to us, uh, they're our future. And so we do have to take time to pour into them as often as we can. Every February, society talks up about black issues, civil rights issues. You know, we generally see movies that have been played over and over again that come back on TV to remind us and to celebrate. Black History Month. Well, those of us who live in the struggle, who deal with these issues, realize that this isn't something that just happens once a month. It actually happens all year for some of us who are in the struggle, who are dealing with racism, who are dealing with unfair treatment. We we deal with this quite a bit. And And so what we're going to do on this show is we're going to have the topic, Black Lives Matter, once a month. And we're going to talk about some issues that are affecting our community with different guests on the show to share um, different perspectives of what's going on. And it doesn't have to be based out of Atlanta. It can be in other cities as well. So I encourage you to stay connected, tune in, hit me up on Facebook, let me know what's going on in your city, and maybe some things going on there that we may need to promote or to share or highlight on this show. So I encourage you to do that. I'm at Soy Soy Camara on Facebook. The show's um, page is Coffee Talk with Soy. You can find us. You can Google us. We're out there. We're not hard to find. All right, folks. So Black Lives Matter. One of the gentlemen who are in the show with me, Danon Butler, he's the CEO of Funtime Moonwalk. He's a case manager for At With Youth. He is... Doing a project called the Alto Adjustment. It's a documentary about his experiences. So I encourage you to look him up, check out the Alto, the Alto Adjustment. It's Adjustment, documentary. You can find it. You can Google it. You can find it online. So let's welcome Dana into the show. Good morning, Dana. How are you doing? I'm okay. Good
1: morning. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, are you Are you just okay?
1: Are you, you know what? I'm alive.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. I'm alive right. and living. Uh-oh. Anything else is pretty much a a complaint. So I think I'll ride this out and see where it
0: takes me. How about that? Well, you know, this is about to be the best 30 minutes of your life. We're going to have some fun with this conversation, and and I know you're passionate about this, so I know you have quite a bit to share. Now, the interesting interesting, um, dynamic to the show, Dana, is that Generally, when we hear Black Lives Matter, people are generally pouring into the youth. We're trying to talk to them. We're trying to tell them how important they are, how valuable their lives are, tell them why. But there are there is a group of people out there that are constantly dealing with youth on a day-to-day basis, case managers like yourself. Also parents, other community activists, that this is their job. Either they're getting paid to do it or they're volunteering their services. But they're constantly, constantly pouring into these people. And sometimes they get tired. We all get tired. Sometimes they're tired and they're frustrated and they like I can't do this another day. So this morning on this show, we're going to talk to them, giving them some tips about what they can do, Uh, maybe sharing some perspectives of what these young people feel like, what they're going through, and and how they could be more helpful, more instrumental, and they can just rejuvenate themselves, refuel themselves, and get back out there and, and do it again. So I understand that you are a case manager yourself dealing with at risk youth what's your day to day um what's your day to day functions like in terms of dealing with at at risk youth?
1: I think that uh first and foremost that okay, yes, I do work with at risk teams out in Clayton County, and I think the biggest barrier is communication, and I think that um mm-hmm. We have to all speak the same language. And and what that takes from the the generation of 30 on up, it, it's going to take us not telling these individuals what our moms did for us and how we could get whoopings from the neighbors and all this stuff because they don't care. Uh, what they care mm-hmm. about is us listening to them so we can learn their language. And once we learn mm-hmm. their language, once we find out what's important to them, once we find out what's relevant to them, then it's only then that effective communication can take place. But it's a new day and age. Uh, One cannot go to a basketball court with baseball equipment and assume that he's going to be successful. And if you're talking to, well, I say talking at these teams or these at-risk individuals and you're not speaking their language, that's exactly what's taking place. Mm -hmm. So there,
0: so so you feel that you you experience um, a breakdown of communication.
1: Yes. Now, it's not just a breakdown of communication I think that we have to take into consideration That rules and technology And society is always progressing At, at one okay. particular time It was cool to be conscious It was as a people it was cool for us to be A part of the civil rights movement Okay mm-hmm. times have changed Rules have changed Media has changed The persona or the image of the black man Has changed in the eyes of society So one has to readjust if we're incapable of readjusting, then we are inefficient and inadequate in anything that we attempt to do. So, when when we talk about teams, you have to be able to like I have a seventeen year old daughter, and I try to connect with her on Facebook. She was like, "Dad, we don't Facebook. You know, Facebook is for old people. And, like they they migrate to certain sites. You know, they may be on one site this week, and another another next week, it's a totally different site." That's how they move. They mm-hmm. they have certain things. They have a way of life that is undeveloped, but if we don't tap into it, then we won't be able to connect with them. So to answer your question without venturing off in the left field, yes, communication mm-hmm. is going to be.
0: So now that you can't communicate with your daughter on Facebook, did you did you venture to another site or did you realize that that's just out of my league? That's just too much for me to comprehend. How,
1: how did you oh, do man, that? I, I, I follow her on Instagram and I communicate with her day to day. Like I'm, I'm in her face every day. So, in reference to with her, um, I if I'm able to get to her, I have uh, nieces and nephews who communicate with her. So I, I have surveillance over what's taking place, but it's not in her face like I'm watching you. But I'm definitely watching you. Uh, and so that's a situation where I'm, I'm allowing you to have, you know, a certain amount of privacy, but I'm still, as a father, I'm still conscious as to what's going on. I'm not going to assume that you're doing the right thing just as of yet. I am going to walk with you. So with, with that, I'm understanding who you are. I'm understanding what's important to you. I'm giving your you your perceived freedom. Uh, but I'm also, uh, at the end of the day, I'm a father. And so I have to be abreast and informed as to everything that's going on.
0: I like I like that I like that word. I like how you coined that, perceived freedom. You know, I had the opportunity to listen to Will Smith. I'm sorry, what did you say? And, and and he mentioned um that you can you can govern this freedom as much as you can, um as much as you uh what did he say? He said you can have this freedom. As long as you take care of yourself. Once you begin to threaten, threaten yourself, then then he has to intervene, and and you have to lose some of that freedom. So I, I I thought that was good that that he said that you know you can have this freedom as long as you're taking care of yourself, you know. Um, and then once he observed that you are not doing that, then he has to intervene. So with that being said, have you ever had to step in and and tell him you got to take this off, or you know like certain things that kids may post on their on their websites, on their social media? Have you ever had to check her on things that she may have said or Instagram pictures that she may have put up that you had to have her removed? Have you
1: had to do that? No, I haven't had to have her to remove anything.
0: Uh, Right now
1: she's a senior at Columbia High School, so she's on the work study program. She has a job. And fortunately, uh, this is the first year that they have had to wear uniforms. Uh, Last year, for whatever reason, she thought it would be, you know, Entertaining to to purchase a a a particular clothing item, in which upon seeing it on on site, I was like, you know what, you should go back in the house and take it off, and when you come back outside, you should bring it with you. Um, so uh, on that aspect, it's not a situation where I'm I'm weekend parenting either. This is every day, so I'm in your face every day because kids recognize when you're a weekend parent. And this is a a message to some of the fathers out here. You can't pop up once a month and thinking that this child is not gonna uh, challenge you. So I'm saying that to say to, to answer your question that yeah, I have had I've seen certain uh, pieces of clothing that I was not in agreement with as a father, and I confiscated those uh, pieces of uh uh I, I don't even want to call it clothing because it was I, I hate leather. I really do hate leather on on a teenage child, but um, to answer your question, yeah, I have had to confiscate some things.
0: Confiscate, yeah, I I, uh, I I can relate to that word. We're we gonna move on. So let, let's talk about let's talk about we mentioned that communication is 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 definitely a something to be concerned about and, and what they're interested in and how they move from from different social media sites and ways to keep up with them. For for those who are who use the friendship tool as a way to connect with these youth, do you find that to be an effective way to address them?
1: You're saying that.
0: Uh, are you saying
1: you're asking if becoming friends with these individuals is a, a an effective tool?
0: Yeah, like, like yeah. For for those who are, in know, remember we're talking to those who are who have either the job or the responsibility of getting these kids to see the importance of themselves, giving them the empowered, you know, teachers, police officers, parents, community people. So those who have to deal with these youth uh, on a day-to-day capacity, sometimes they approach them from a parental. I know lot I say a lot of parents do that. Well, they want to be their child's friend. I personally do not believe that's effective. I don't want to be my child's friend. I don't want them to see me as a, a social companion. I do want them to have a level of respect for me. I do want to be an authoritative figure for me. But some people think differently. And just have, I'm, I'm curious to know what you think. And not what you think, but if you're listening to the show and you have a comment, if you have some feedback, press 1 on your phone. We'll get you in queue, Allow your comments to be aired on the show. So, again, press 1 on your phone so we can get you in a queue, so we can get your comments on, on the air. So tell me, Dana, do you think that being a friend to these kids is a way to connect with
1: them? You know, I think that the first thing we have to do, in order to be effective in this line of work, we have to define certain elements ourselves. And when I look at friendship, when I define friendship, I think of it as a sharing of information. Think about Think about a total stranger and think about how much that individual knows about you. Then I want you to think about your best friend. Your best friend probably knows more about you than anybody else in this world. Think about who has the most effect on you, who can can allow you to have a bad day or who can encourage you to have a good day. It's that individual whom you've shared the most information with. The first question you asked me was in, in reference to, to uh, conversation and communication, and just simply listening. When you listen to a team, then you have you gain weight with this individual in reference to influence. Because the more that they share with you, the more that you be quiet and you listen to what it is that they have going on. Then the the more weight that you carry. Because I know you. I I we have this empathy. We have this understanding. I know. What's going on with you I'm not talking at you because I, I'm i one with you And what it is you have going on In reference to your personal life So I think to one degree of another Whether you call it friendship or not You must be able to obtain Information from these individuals That's the only way that they're going to listen to you um, And mm-hmm. I think That's the approach that I take In reference to dealing with individuals Now I do understand that You have to draw the line Because you no know, I'm not Malika at your school. I am your father and we may laugh and joke. I want to encourage the laughing and the joking, but I also want you to understand that I have a I have an agenda and that agenda is to uh assist you in having a a plentiful life. And whatever has to take place in order to do that, it, it's going to take place. Friendship is very cool and it's it's awesome. But we have to define our friendship. We have to define it like I'm not I'm not the friend that you could just you know talk crazy to. I'm the friend that will go upside your head. So in that aspect of yeah, friendship is encouraged. But I think most importantly, we have to understand how do you get information because you need information in order to influence.
0: But but don't you think, Dana, that that friendship is I think it's I think it's used a little loosely because it, it sounds like. In my opinion, what you're referring to is a level of trust, and you can, you can, if they trust you, they'll share it with you. They can trust you from a level of respect, you know. They can trust you from a level of authority, but doesn't have to be a friendship. I, I think that, I, I think that that friendship is, is really, really a fine line, because it, it's associated with an eye-to-eye level of appearing that we're, we're peers and we're on the same level. And then I think sometimes if you Try to be friends, and then at some point you need to exercise uh, an authority on them. Then you you compromise that because now you put yourself at their level, and now they they may not receive the authority that you need to give them.
1: Oh, you know what? I'm in agreement with you, but I also want to bring into the picture that you know, as a community. It's going to take, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying one individual can't do it on their own, but whenever mm-hmm. I, I deal with a, a, on a daily average of 25 to 50 at-risk teams on a daily basis. So what takes place is there are, we have mentors and we have tutors from Morehouse and the Urban League and we uh, different colleges. There's a different relationship and there's a different definition of friendship
0: mm-hmm. with
1: each individual that you deal with like I'm a certain kind of way and so my participants know that I'm a certain kind of way and they may be able to share something else with one of the interns or whatnot but as a community we all have to interact we all have to interact and we all have a different perception of this individual and it's only on our Monday mornings when we have our staff meeting that we're able to discuss these different perceptions of these individuals we um, we do the assessment. We identify the high risk factors. And then once we've talked about, you know, what this person will do around you, around you, around the janitor, around the preacher of the church, or what have you, then we can follow through on what's the next step for this individual. Um, and that's just saying, and, and I'm speaking in terms of at different times, there's different kind of respect for different people. And the person that is closer to their age is going to be a stronger friendship. A person who is older is going to be a stronger respect level. Does that make no, sense? Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I get that. And, and I, I just wanted to 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 kind of put that out there because I I think I think it will vary, and and you do have to use your own judgment, and you you may have to test the waters from one end to another to see what's going to work with that individual. I think sometimes with these adverse kids, sometimes. What they're missing in their life, if you come in and provide that, that may be your way in to get the connect, to get the communication, to get the respect. Some of them have issues with 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 um, parenting from a mom perspective, and they may have been missing that mom and 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 yearning for the love from a mom. And sometimes come and go. And you may hit it, and though sometimes they, they may not, because they're so hurt, they may be traumatized, and they're not ready to accept that. So I think it's going to vary, but I think it is definitely a lot of work, and 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 it, and it may be different for each for each child, for each youth, you know. We we, I agree. we have we have a caller. Um, last four uh, digits are one. Four four one. We're going to get them on the air. I, w- I want to remind you before I, before I pull you in that if you are calling from a cell phone, you want to be somewhere where you have clear reception because it's going to alter what what we can hear. So be somewhere where you got good reception. Try to minimize noise around you, and and you can't be texting and everything like that when you're on the air. We definitely will hear those through your cell phone. So let's take this caller and see what he has to say. He or she has to say. Last four digits are one four four one. Welcome to the show. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Good morning, Soy. How are you? I'm wonderful.
0: How are you?
2: Great, great. Um, uh, this is Jeff Ingram. Oh. Good morning, I, I, Jeff. I, I, I,
0: good
2: morning. Good morning. I wanted to um to say, hey, I I love the topic, and um, I I agree 100 percent with with what my brother's saying here. Um. I think uh, uh, one thing as well we can remember that will help with being effective in this is is to remember that they're they're individuals they're people uh, before they're at risk of anything they're people everybody's a person and uh, there are certain things every person needs certain things that as we're talking about love respect um, uh, opportunity you know peace, everybody needs those shelter those are those basic things that everybody needs and and when we're dealing with teenagers and as well as t- teenagers dealing with adults and adults dealing with teenagers, one thing has to be at the basis is that we're all human beings and, and there's a certain level of respect that I will give you there's a certain level of respect that I will need from you for this relationship to work And and mm-hmm. these are the parameters of those things so whether it be a parent and their child is, hey, I will give you unconditional love, respect, everything, but there are certain things that I won't allow you to do, and this relationship will still be, you know, perfect. There will be some things that will, that will be out of order if you fall out of these parameters. At school, if you're the teacher, there's certain things that are in place. I'll give you this respect, whatever I have to offer you, but there are certain rules, certain parameters in my classroom for this relationship to work right that's called discipline it's putting discipline in a relationship and it takes discipline to stay within those parameters and to be able to set parameters and, and consistency and discipline really 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 helps anybody when they're trying to be effective at changing lives especially dealing with teenagers uh, that are trying to figure out that they're not a kid anymore but because they know more but they don't know everything but they know a lot enough they think that they can go on by themselves so you have to still find them Common ground and respect and parameters and disciplines. everybody respects that
0: that's good information that's good information. Let me ask both of you gentlemen this before we uh close out the show. Oh wow, we've had such a great time so now, well, we talked about some things that people who are dealing with these at risk can can do to help um get to them help relate- you help relate to them, help love and respect them what are some things that they should absolutely not do? So before we leave this show, I want us to be able to point out some things that if you're trying to build a relationship with this child, here are some things that that you absolutely should not do. What's your opinion? Jeff?
2: Absolutely should not do. You should absolutely not um, take down uh, your standards and the consistency of you giving your part of of what you have to offer them in their life. Like I'll consistently be here to do this. I may do more, but consistently you can expect this from me. No. Now, if you, if you choose not to accept it, I can do that, but this is what I can offer you, and I will always be here to offer this to you, no matter what.
0: Okay.
2: Now, that right okay. there is what you should do. You should never, ever stop that. That's the thing you can't do. You can never... Come in and out and stop that. Well, I'll do it this time. Uh, Well, you made me too mad, so I'm not going to mess with you now on that one. But be consistent. You cannot stop with the consistency. Hmm. Because then
0: then they won't trust you, right?
1: And it'd be hard for them to. Okay. Okay. Dana, what do you think? I'm in agreement with Jeff. That's That's a very valid point because trust, without trust, then there is no relationship, there is no interaction. I would say, I would say, uh, definitely don't assume Don't assume certain things You should always have time to listen If you're not able to listen and get Personal with these kids Then you know it, it's pretty much It's it's, it's kind of like a systematic Way of things like in any System where you're just Willing to give a person A person has a broke leg and you Want to give them cough the cough may not You know it may be adequate for you know A, a runny nose but I try to come at an individual as an individual, and a lot of times in schools, in different programs, they're, they're bunched up, they're grouped up, and so they want to be individualized, and the only way I know how to do that is to listen to them and to listen to them uh, without judgment and that's how I can find out what's really going on with you because what you're going to tell me, what you're going to put on social media is what you want everybody else to think it's what's going on. And this works for children and adults. So my goal is to, to not prejudge and to just simply be there to listen.
0: Where can... The audience get more information about the two of you and the kinds of work that you're doing in the community. I want to allow you an opportunity to share that before the show closes. Well, um well,
2: I, well, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. Okay. Well, I'm Jeff Ingram. Um, my the name. of My organization is I Create Leadership Development Initiative. You can find us online at iCreateLeadership.org. Uh, that's the easy way to find me. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Um Instagram, I create Inc. A T L Atlanta. All right. okay.
1: Dana? I go ahead. Well Dana? my name is yes, ma'am. My name is Dana Butler. You can um I can be found every day from Monday through Friday at um Hype it's helping young people evolve. It's seventy eight eighty four Taylor Road, uh, working with at risk teams. And I've had kids be dropped off and parents come and say, I can't do anything with them, but we're there five days a week. My phone is on 24 seven. Cause I understand that sometimes, you know, it's there's an emergency and there's, there's something that needs to be done. I've been blessed to the degree from the department of labor to have resources to help individuals who have emergency needs. My phone number is six, seven, eight, eight, nine, one, nine, six, nine, zero. If I can't help, on an individual basis, my goal is to get you to an entity or a collaborative partner within the community that can assist you. But uh we, we don't turn our backs on anybody. I am on Facebook at Dainan Butler, D A I N H E N. Last name Butler, B U T L E R but the most uh the easiest way to get with me is just to simply call my phone, six seven eight eight nine one nine six nine zero.
0: All right. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you being on the show and sharing that information with the audience today. Black Lives Matter. It's not only a movement, but a call to action. We all need to get involved and make a difference in the lives of these youth. This is your girl, Soy. Remember to visit me on the web, com as well as social media. And don't forget to download the app. Have a great weekend. Bye bye.